a new era begins in Boston. Is this the last dance with Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins? And will the gritty or Toronto Maple Leafs make it past the second round of the playoffs? All that and more on today's 1420 in the morning. Let's get into her. The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. 1420 in the morning for this 22nd day of September 2023. Today's show, as always, brought to you by SeatGeek.com, the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today to save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase at SeatGeek. Remember, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to BellyUpSports.com and check out all their great articles and uh, other podcasts, such as the Corner Booth Podcast. Make sure you check out the one Corner Booth we did last night, Jared and the guys. I was on that one. We talked some football. It was a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs and uh i think we solved a few problems probably made some more but it was a lot of fun thanks to jared and the guys from uh the corner booth for having me on last night and remember uh to th- we are thanking you each and every day for uh having us a part of your lives each and every day here at 1420 world headquarters whether it be podcast form or when you watch us on youtube and if you do watch youtube make sure you subscribe to our channel set the alert button so they, they know when they come up there there's a new video up every day but it, it helps support the show one day i'll tell you all about it how it all works but anyways uh did, yesterday i did the western conference final the top three storylines that i thought were coming in to the uh the nhl season as the training camps got going yesterday uh had a lot of a uh, lot of thoughts and everything else and then today i said i'm going to do an easter conference review which i'm going to start right now the uh there's a new uh a new sheriff in town in boston boston uh, they are uh, they had a hell of a season last year and set an nhl record for points but they had a, a major turnover they they did the long time captain or not long time captain captain for three or four years but a long time player with the bruins patrice bergeron he's uh he called her good so it's a new era in bruins hockey hits boston this season uh, patrice bergeron and uh, david Krejci. they both retired this uh, offseason bergeron 19 seasons with the bruins Krejci 16 they both played in that 2011 team that won a stanley cup uh, it's amazing that that's only the only cup that that group got uh this 2011 cup you remember was against the vancouver canucks the roberto luongo kind of uh didn't have the greatest game seven in that one but that's another story for another day uh so the brad marchand the uh the uh the little ball of hate and the face licking guy uh, brad marchand is now the new team captain in in boston pretty big shoes to fill for the bruins but we'll see how that goes he was named the captain earlier on this week the little ball of hate like i said uh following in the shoes like a guy like bergeron and before that zedano chara is the captain of the bruins it's going to be pretty big shoes to fill for a, for a guy like that and you're going to see a lot of a lot of things changing with the bruins you uh you look at a guy like bergeron who you're trying to replace that you'll never replace a a, a guy a 60 point a year guy for how many years he was a uh a Selkie Trophy candidate. I think he won three in a row at one point, like the last three. And he's always a candidate. So having that guy not uh, on your lineup or in your lineup on a daily basis is going to be tough. Just, you, you don't replace guys like that. Uh, the, the 
thing that the never uh, you don't replace two two all time guys like Krejci and Bergeron and bring anybody in that's going to help you a whole bunch. Tyler Bertuzzi also left. Uh, you had Nick Foligno leaving, Ty- Taylor Hall leaving. They both went and joined the Connor Bedard show. So there's a pretty big gap you have with this Bruins team that won a lot of games last year. NHL record, like I said, 135 points or whatever it was going to be. This team's going to look a lot different. Uh, has to be a lot different. Nobody expects them to win 65 games again this year. But uh, will they? Will they be able to uh, make a playoff run and have a, a situation where they uh, they don't take too big of a step back? They're a good hockey team. You, you, you still have David Pasternak who scored 61 goals or whatever it was last year. So I don't take expect them to take a too much of a step back. They're they're still a playoff team, obviously, but they aren't going to be the the uh, the 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 wagon that they were. I guess like it's impossible to think that they're going to be. But to, to lose those guys, it's a pretty big gap to fill. Charlie Coyle is a good hockey player, and you got some guys on the front end that can put the puck in that. The team scores by committee, but losing four or five guys like they had last year that uh, that were, were nuts and bolts kind of guys, because like, like I said, they do score by committee. Losing guys like that will, will hurt your team a lot. I expect the Bruins to take a big step back this season. Um, a big, big step back. I'm talking like fourth or fifth in the in the in the conference because the Leafs aren't getting any worse. the uh, The Rangers aren't getting worse. the uh, The Carolina Hurricanes are real good, and so are the New Jersey Devils. So you got to think that that's going to hurt them a lot. They uh, brought in a, a guy like Milan Lucic. They went back to the well. So I guess there was going to be two guys from that Cup team that uh, from 2011 because Lucic had a cup there as well. I forgot about that. But they brought Lucic in this year after that first round defeat to the. Um, to the Florida Panthers and Matthew Kachuk. Uh, the, the Bruins probably think, you know what, we need a little bit of grit. We need a guy to maybe uh, tap old Chucky on the lace a little bit and say, yeah, yeah, mess with the big boys or don't party the big dogs. You can't stay in the porch kind of deal. It's not that Chucky's got one to back down from anything, but a guy like Lucic, he's not going to factor into scoring a whole bunch of goals. He's not the kind of guy that's going to uh, help you win a lot of hockey games. He's not gonna, he's not going to lose a lot of hockey games. They have a two good goaltenders in, in Boston, so that's not going to be a problem, but uh, they knew that they needed to do something after losing in seven games to those Florida Panthers and losing those guys. So going and signing um, Milan Lucic, who's in the, the twilight of his career, probably a one-year deal. I can't remember what it was, but it's hard to believe that that Bruins team, like I said, only has that one cup. And now they're not in a rebuild mode, but a re- big, big, big regroup mode that's going to be interesting to see how it all plans out with the Bruins faithful in, in Beantown. Their model of consistency year in, year out, more almost more consistent than the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, and they're, they're 16. We'll get that in a second, but the Penguins and their 16 straight uh, playoff uh, appearances. Now, the Bruins got to be got to be get close to 12 or 13. Anyways, they're a hell of a team. They uh, they lost two great, great guys. Uh, I, I think Bergeron's a guaranteed first ballot Hall of Fame kind of a guy. Class citizen the whole time he was there. Never hear a bad thing from him. Uh, the the leadership group going a little, little bit different. Marshawn is a different player than he was ten years ago. Obviously, he's not that uh, that not uh, agitator Ken Linsman or, or he's not that same Brad Marshawn type that he was ten years ago. He's he's matured a little bit. He's going to have to bring that team together a little bit and show a lot more leadership than uh, than in past years he didn't have to because of you 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 had a Krejci and you had a Bergeron there. So I expect this Bruins team to take a big step back. Uh, like I said, fourth or fifth in the in the, in the conference and uh, moving forward, you, you don't know where they're going to end up and how it's going of all play out because they only got that one Stanley Cup and it's a it's a real shame to see that really because they, they were such a, a great team. I mean, I'm not a Bruins apologist by any means. Uh, like I'm not a Boston apologist by any means, but it's just a a, a weird weird thing to see that that's that's all that they uh, they put together for a uh, uh, for the Bruins faithful there in Boston. The second uh, biggest storyline I got 
coming into this NHL season in the Eastern Conference. Is is this the last dance for Sidney Crosby and the Pittsburgh Penguins? Uh, Crosby had 93 points last year for a Penguins team that finished out of the playoffs for the first time in 16 seasons. So you got to think that there's going to be uh, there's going to be a little bit of changeover, a little bit happening there. They went out and they got Kyle Dubas, and he the first thing uh, he went and he changed that lineup a little bit. Uh, the it's crazy to think that the uh, Crosby's been in the league for, for 16, 17 years now. He's only missed the playoffs at one time, and that was this past season. Uh, this could be the, the last time. They missed the playoffs by one point last year. Uh, they won three Stanley Cups in that span of 16 straight time, uh, trips to the playoffs. Um, but there comes a time in Crosby's career that maybe he's got to be looking for different pastures. He's on the outside looking in last two years. Uh, he has two years left on a, on a very team-friendly contract, so you don't know where that's going to all end up for the for the. Uh, for the Pittsburgh Penguins and how it's going to look for him. 93 points, like I said last year, uh, but they brought in Norris Trophy winner Eric Carlson in a trade. One of the first things that Dubas did was to get Carlson from the San Jose Shark. Norris Trophy winner, not great in his own end, but when he has the puck, he's he's great. Obviously, uh, great power play guy. He's going to help that a lot from last year. My biggest concern with the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins going uh, moving forward is uh, Tristan Jari and Nat. He's a big question mark. He got a new five year deal because there's just not a lot of guys out there. Uh, I don't think he's very good. So, will the addition of Carlson and longtime Penguin uh, Chris Letang be the answer to keeping the puck out of the net there in Pittsburgh? I don't think it's going to be. They have a, a Carlson's a really good on offense, but he isn't really good known for being a great defenseman. They went out and got a uh, a guy from Vegas on uh, biggest salary dump, Ryan uh, Graves, who was a plus thirty four last year, and everything else. So you, you got to think that that's going to help. Well, Riley Smith was there. I'm sorry, Riley Smith. And then they got uh, they're they're a lot better hockey team than they were last year. Are they good enough to do any damage and usurp the other two teams? The only two teams that they're really probably battling with are the. Uh, are the Islanders and the Panthers because that that was they were all within two points each other last year. They're not nearly as good as uh, New Tampa, New Jersey, uh, t- t- uh, the Rangers, Carolina. So they're they're at best a seven eight seed kind of a deal. So that's the kind of thing moving forward with the Pittsburgh Penguins. You you don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to do anything with uh, Crosby. Uh, will he? Uh, it, could they? That maybe move Crosby someday, and could they see Sidney Crosby moving on to different pastures? It would be by Crosby's request 100%, but could it be a thing that they say, you know what, uh, we're not going to win, and there's the other Ryan Graves they got from the New Jersey Devils as well to improve their defensive core. He was a plus 34 last year. He's a hell of a hockey player, but uh, there's no room there for him in uh, in New Jersey. But the thing is with Crosby is that could he be looking to move on? He's getting a little long. He's not Sid the Kid anymore. Could they say, you know what, maybe uh, would you like to move somewhere else? Would you like to win a championship somewhere else get one more or is he a career Pittsburgh Penguin which he very very well probably probably could be but you just wonder if maybe there's a little uh, something in the back of his head saying you know what maybe move on and win somewhere else and do something else and uh, maybe ride it out and especially if they get to a bad start could they say you know what maybe Sid you could probably if if you want to go you can go I'm not saying he's going to I'm not saying the Penguins are going to ask him to but Dubas has he's got to start looking to the future a little bit and how to rebuild this team and get it back to a championship contending team will it's all going to depend on the start that they have this season, and I don't know if Crosby's going to want to stick around for a rebuild. He's probably only going to get a, a, a three- to four-year contract, but 93 points last year is nothing to sneeze at. He's right there in the top 10 in NHL scoring still, and you still got uh, Geno Melkin on your side. Melkin signed until 2028, I believe, so maybe that's what Crosby, and they'll go out together at the same time, but it's just one of those interesting things. You might see uh, Sidney Crosby move on from the Penguins and say he wants to go out and win another championship, because I don't think the Pittsburgh Penguins are doing that anytime soon and the uh the last thing of course in the uh, uh 
all you people listen to 1420 podcast and 1420 in the morning, uh, you guys all know that I'm a, I'm a Leafs apologist and uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, will they make it past the second round this year? First time they did that since, oh Jesus, 2004 or something. I don't even know what it was. It was a long, long time, but the, the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs finished their, their regular season last year with a 50, 21 and 11 record, fourth in the conference behind uh, two points out of second, only behind Carolina and New Jersey, really. So they were right there to, uh, to take challenges just behind the Bruins. Like they said, the, the, the 135 points. Uh, they slayed the Dragon, the Tampa Bay uh, Lightning in the first round uh, in six games. And then they went on to lose. Uh, they got they got stomped by the Florida Panthers uh, in the uh, in the second round in, in five games, I think it was. But they realized that they uh, they moved on from uh, they moved on from uh, Kyle Dubas. And they brought in Brad, Brad Living, longtime Calgary Flames GM. But they realized right off the bat they had to get, get a little bit grittier. And once again, Matthew Kachuk was a thorn in the, in the side of the of the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs in that playoff. And the, the, basically a lot of those uh, Florida Panthers, they, they played a little bit grittier style and that's how they got it into the playoffs. So the first thing that Trey Living did, he went out and got uh, three really gritty players. He got They got a lot grittier. They realized they had to do it. So they went and added Ryan Reeves, Max Domi, and Tyler Bertuzzi to add some, like literally some punch to their lineup. Reeves won't help you a whole bunch on the front end. He's not going to score you a bunch, of, a bunch of goals. He's not going to be an offensive wizard, but he's another one of those guys that uh, he'll uh, stick up for his teammates. Not, there's a lot of fighting in anymore but just that's that, that uh, tap of the laces once in a while that will get people thinking a little bit to not screw around with the guys like Mitchie Marner and Austin Matthews Tyler Bertuzzi he's a great acquisition he's got his first taste of the playoffs last year remember he was in Detroit for so uh for so long for, for beginning his career he moved on to Boston last year the trade deadline didn't work out he's got a one-year uh, real team-friendly deal at four million bucks to play for the Leafs and and then you got a Max Domi who's coming uh, basically back home to where his father was a legend my only problem I got with Domi there, there's a reason why this is his seventh NHL uh, team in uh, what is it 10 years so there's got to be something uh, where there's smoke there's fire and for Domi to be on this his seventh team in that span he must be a bit of a, uh, a headache and something to deal with and I can see that but maybe playing in front of the uh, the Toronto Lake Maple Leafs faithful who um adored his father maybe it's going to be a situation where he uh he shuts up and he figures things out he's not a he's not a complete uh, dickhead but playing the Leafs I think they're going to have a much better season they're going to uh cont- they're going to contend right where they were last year second third in the division they, they have a, a grittier team Mitch Marner uh is going to have a, another great season playing alongside Austin Matthews and I, I suspect with Bertuzzi all uh, playing the wing along with uh, Matthews and Marner that you're going to see Austin Matthews get back closer to the to the uh, 60 point or 60 goal plateau instead of the 40 he got last year 40 is not in the sneeze at but you want a guy to be at 50 goals and you want to see him do something in the playoffs he hasn't been a great player performer so far none of the Leafs have there's no getting around that the the big the big thing though is is uh uh, William Nylander, is he going to sign? Is he is that contract uh, d- discussion? Is that going to hang over his head and hang over the team's head? He said yesterday he's not going to be talking about it the entire uh, the entire season, so it's not going to be a distraction. Um, they're going to have a good team. They're 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 fine in that with Samsonov. He's very serviceable. He's a good good NHL goaltender. And then they got Joseph Wall in the background, just in case he stumbles. And Wall's on a very good team friendly contract as well at seven hundred grand or something. So if they have to move some uh, piece here and there, that that uh, Wall could probably jump in. And need be uh the Leafs are going to have a good a good team are they going to have a great team uh yeah are they going to win Stanley Cup no 
Are they going to get past the second round? I think that they really should. Because I really think the, the, those three guys I named in Reeves, Bertuzzi, and Domi are really going to help this team move forward and get to, get past the uh, the next dragon, which is the second round. Uh, I don't think they're Stanley Cup champions. I don't think they're as good as the Colorados, the uh, the Edmontons, and the Vegas Golden Knights by any means. And they're they're not, they're not as good as the uh, as the New, New, New Jersey Devils. They're close, but not as good. The Carolina Hurricanes are probably the echelon. I think the Carolina Hurricanes win the Eastern Conference. They're that good, and they're moving. They've had a good team for a long time. Just go unnoticed because they're down in in North Carolina, where it's they don't. We don't hear much about them in, in uh, here in Canada or here in, in Western Canada, anyways. So there's my uh, my three thoughts, my three big uh, plans for this season. What's going to happen in the National Hockey League Eastern Conference? The three big storylines going forward. It's going to be an interesting thing. The training camps are full bore now. Got going yesterday. Going to catch up on a lot of stuff over the weekend. I'm actually going to a hockey game tonight. The uh, home opener for the uh, the regular season home uh, opener as well for the uh, hometown WHL Lethbridge Hurricanes. So that should be a lot of fun seeing some old faces around the rink. It's always a good time. But anyways, yeah, that's what, what's, what's on the plan. Thank you very much for uh, following us on Facebook, Twitter, and make sure you follow us on Instagram as well. We kind of get there once in a while. But uh, make sure you go to SeatGeek. And here is a uh, word from our friends at SeatGeek. The Foul Baller. If there's a ball that's gone foul, he's gone to get it. Under his watchful gaze, all bevs, binoculars, and ballpark brats are safe. He's the only thing that stands between his section and certain destruction. That's why he only trusts SeatGeek with his tickets. The ticketing app trusted by fans. SeatGeek, so fans can fan. All right, back to our thanks to our friends from SeatGeek very much. 1420pod for $20 savings at SeatGeek.com. You guys know the drill. Uh, anyways, let's do uh, On This Days and some birthdays and get you guys out of here and send you on your merry way. Anyways, on this day in 1987, Boston Red Sox third baseman tied an, uh, Wade Boggs tied an American League record of 200 hits for the fifth consecutive season in his career. Boggs' streak of consecutive 200-hit seasons would end at seven in 1989, and he would never top the 200 uh hit plateau in his season again uh, in his career, topping out 187 in the 1990 season. Boggs played 18 years in the big leagues, amassing 3,010 hits, 118 of them for home runs, got 1,014 RBIs and a career batting average of 328. Boggs won himself a world championship with the 1996 New York Yankees and entered the uh, Hall of Fame in 2005. I think he went in as a Tampa Bay Ray. It was a, it was a deal in his contract that he had to wear a Ray's hat going in there, and that's what was one of those things. So I think he's the only Tampa Bay Ray in the Hall of Fame right now. So I think he'll play a couple of years there. It was one of those things. And the chicken man, and everybody knows the story about him drinking 100 Miller Lights or whatever it was on a, on a cross-country trip from Boston to uh, to L.A., I think it was. We had 95 beers or something crazy like that throughout the day. So happy, uh, or on this day, 87, Wade Boggs uh, got uh, his 200th hit for the fifth straight season. And happy birthday to New York Rangers great and Stanley Cup champion with the New York Rangers at 94 team, Mike Richter. Turned 57 today. He was born on this day in Arrington, Pennsylvania. Drafted second overall, second round, 85th overall in the, uh, drafted second round in the 85 draft to the Rangers out of the University of Wisconsin. Played in 666 career games, all with the Rangers in his 14-year NHL career. Three-time All-Star and had a career record of 301, 258, and 73. 
with 24 shutouts and one of the greatest displays of goaltending I ever seen in that 96 uh, World Cup of Hockey when the U.S. beat Canada in three games and Richter single-handedly won that tournament for Team USA. It was unbelievable what he was doing, acrobatic and everything else. And happy birthday to Mike Richter, 57 years young today. And there he is getting his rafters uh, jersey taken up to the rafters at Madison Square Garden. Happy birthday, Mike Richter, all-time great Stanley Cup champion and the like. Not in the Hall of Fame yet. Quite quite, uh, quite odd. I thought he's a Hall of Fame kind of a guy. Maybe just not enough wins. Who knows? But anyways, that, that's it for today's show. We appreciate it very much. Uh, for everybody who listens to the show, um, probably not doing one tomorrow. Probably got nothing going on, but make sure you listen to some old old, old uh, shows. Me and Dave had a good, good, good one last night. Make sure you catch up on that. And uh, that's it for today. Make sure you guys have a great day. Have a great weekend. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good weekend, folks. We'll talk to you again on Monday. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer of the sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.